Welcome to Navigating the Universe with your hosts, Michael and Zach. Navigating the Universe. I'm your host, Michael Turlock, um, and with a good friend of mine, uh, Mark Pick here uh, from Belgium. And um, it's been a while since uh, I've had a show going here, and uh, uh, my original co-host, Doc, is uh, on a bit of a different journey right now. And um, as we know, in this time of uh, uh, incredible change everywhere, that... Um, it affects us all very deeply, and um, so um, there's definitely a branching off into different areas of life for everybody to to um, investigate or work on themselves personally and so on. So I'm always wish, wishing uh, Zach a lot of uh, um, joy and uh, peace and, um, and under- understandings in the direction he's going and hope to have him back again sometime soon. So um, that being said, uh, welcome, Mark. Uh, really appreciate you being here and um, how things in Belgium. Uh, hello, Michael. Uh, thank you. So things in Belgium. Well, it depends uh, where you where. You, oh my goodness, that's not an English phrase. It depends how you look at it. I mean, uh, which angle you're using in order to look at it. So. Um, Like all over the world, it's pretty insane here at the moment. Uh, But there are differences in the intensity of insanity. So um, um, Belgian people are big on moderation. So I would say it's moderately insane here. That's a very Belgian (laughs) brand of insanity, moderately insane. (laughs) Um, So that's one way to look at it. Another way is uh, how I am experiencing the whole thing. And uh, I'm pretty satisfied of the way I'm managing to navigate the whole thing at the moment without mm-hmm. being too contaminated by, uh, by the madness. Right. Yeah, I think we've all got that to some degree in any corner of the world right now. It's... Um... Um, yeah, very similar to what I've written for the title of the show, which is called The Power of Simplicity. Um, and I'll just read what I've got here. It's, um, these are times of complexity of what was logical now is switching to illogical as a main way of living. Uh, the matrix world we knew and the things within that we enjoyed are being stripped away from us. Or are they? Do we have the ability to still do the adventures and joys in this reality? Can we find joy within the new upside-down illogical matrix system? How do we stay in our center and be the witness to the game while it plays out in front of us and not get caught up in the massive whirlwind that is being purposely generated? And join me and Mark as we discuss current times that we're in and the ways to be in the peace, the love, and the grace, and the power that you truly are. So, um... Yeah, you know, and I think um, what you have to share here, Mark, and how you navigate these times in your corner of the world and and how you stay in that centeredness and that balance of life um, and, and looking at this this game of the matrix and really from a, a point of, uh, of awareness of what's going on and realizing that that game of life is just that. It is a game. It's a... Uh, a reality that we agree to experience and it's really in its closing phases and and really you can see how it's falling apart and lashing out how it how it's trying to hang on and survive and it's really logical at times um uh the kinds of things that are implemented upon humanity uh in a lot of ways just don't make sense because in one area they're they're specifically put in in another area, they're totally let off, with, which in both areas, it's a very similar human situation. 
So there's <laughs> there's a lot of incredible illogic to what we knew as logic in a system that we were used to before. But then even that system from years ago, you know, had a lot of issues in suppressing life and the way we truly operate. So anyways, your thoughts on how you navigate things. And we do have another caller here too, but I'll just uh, get, get Mark's uh, say on some stuff here and then we'll bring our other caller in soon. Yeah, um, it's a really big question you're asking here. Um, as you just said, it is not that um, the system we were used to live in was particularly sane. It was already uh, extremely insane. But as we know, uh, over the last few months, they have ramped up the level of insanity uh, a few notches. So uh, now it's, become, it's becoming really over the top. It's becoming over the top. And yes, the certain areas, certain areas uh, of the matrix that where we uh, used to find some level of satisfaction have been sort of taken away from us, you know, because right. uh, you're not even able, because for a while we were not, for instance, we were not able to uh, sit at the terrace in the sun and enjoy coffee. Um, the other day, um, because finally, the restaurants and cafes here in Belgium have been deconfined. And so I went to uh, a cafe in another town. I went to visit my mother, actually, and we went to uh, a cafe together. And it was really weird. It was really weird because we realized that uh, we were supposed to do self-service. Uh, the... The, the owner was not going to come at our table to take our order. We had to go uh, inside and, uh, and order there. Mm. And then she brought us our coffee in a paper cup. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, I, yeah, I, I really, I couldn't even understand why she was doing that because uh, how is that related with any kind of sani supposedly sanitary measures, I have no idea, because, right. uh, uh, she, because she has a washing machine, you know, for, um, uh, for her cups on top of that. So right. why can't she use her washing machine? <laughs> I don't know. But uh, no spoons either, uh, just uh, little uh, plastic sticks to, uh, to stir your coffee. Um, very strange, and uh, the the really I don't know whether she tried to act contrarian by doing that, because I had heard that uh, in the places that used to be self-service before the, the lockdown, uh, you're not supposed to go self-service anymore. You have to go at the table, sit there, and wait for someone to come and take your order. So she was doing the exact opposite, mm. uh, which, might, which might be a contrarian thing, I don't know. Uh, now, she was acting rebellious also in that um, people in cafes and restaurants are now supposed to wear masks, of course. And she had a mask, but it was not on her mouth and nose. It was on her neck. <laughs> Which, uh, <laughs> but when we talked with her, uh, we learned that she had actually never completely closed her cafe. She had been rebellious. And uh, she had had uh, official people coming three times to force her to close. And uh, still she had stayed open. So that's actually the only act of resistance I have witnessed so far, personally mm. witnessed uh, here where I live. But uh, my whole point was that uh, these, uh, these areas 
that sort of used to make interaction with the matrix bearable uh, have been interfered with uh, in a major way. Right. And that, of course, has generated frustration uh, for people who um, uh, didn't feel in harmony with the matrix to begin with, but could still find certain ways to interact with it and find enjoyment in these ways. Right. So how do we stay in our center? How do we navigate the whole thing? Um, First, I believe that it is very helpful to come to terms with the fact that this is a phase. And like everything, it will pass. It is a phase and it is actually another episode, in my opinion, in Mm. the disintegration of the whole matrix system. Right. Because its its own insanity is now becoming totally apparent for everyone to see. Mm -hmm. Except for the people who are so deeply entranced that they cannot even realize this, but many people who were in trance are now waking up. I'm not saying it's the majority, but many are, because mm-hmm. it is becoming so over the, over the top and in their face. So that's the first thing I would say, uh, realizing that this is a phase and that it's not going to be forever and it's not going to get worse and worse, is helpful. Mm -hmm. And when I say it's not going to get worse and worse, it might get worse for a while. And uh, it's certainly not the end of the madness. I believe we are going to see other episodes that will be uh, pretty over the top as well. But if I look at the, the horizon line and I keep my sights not fixated, but uh, on the horizon line as a reference point, while witnessing everything that is happening closer to me, um, things don't look that bad. Mm -hmm. Things don't look that bad. And one one might say I'm just um, uh, being delusional, you know, and trying to comfort myself. Uh, Yeah, I understand that uh, this people might have that kind of perspective, but uh, I can only trust what I feel deeply inside. Right. And um, what it is, I feel we're heading towards. And I believe we're heading towards something very beautiful, but uh, the road to that something which I don't, I don't believe it's going to be in two centuries, you know. I believe it's mm. much closer than that, but uh, in order to get there, the road is going to be uh, uh, kind of bumpy, I believe. Yeah. So um, maybe we can enjoy the bumps to, to a certain extent. We can certainly mm-hmm. uh, enjoy uh, doing our best to drive in between the bumps, uh, which is called navigating. And you use that word very uh, uh, aptly, I would say. So that's uh, that's one thing. That's one thing. Another one is that um, connecting with what is real uh, is extremely helpful. Because all of this, all that dog and pony show, uh, or as the English say, that Ponch and, and Julie show that we are witnessing at the moment, is completely based to, um, it's a charade. It's a charade. It's based on cardboard ghosts, basically. Mm -hmm. And connecting with what is real is very helpful in uh, helping us to keep balance. So going in nature, going in nature is a biggie. Uh, that's something I would recommend to anyone, but uh, at any time, but especially now. And 
And uh, there isn't a day where I don't go out uh, in the neighborhood here and I'm lucky to live in a place that's very, very quiet and very green and uh, mm-hmm. um, close to a wood, a wild wood. So even though I believe uh, our natural environment has been distorted and edited, to a certain extent by uh, some entities, it is still much more real than what we see in the social sphere, in the circus yeah. of, uh, of the societal sphere. Yes. So um, there is that, that is, uh, um, uh, nature, nature is your ally, basically. Nature is your ally, so uh, don't hesitate. And the last thing I would say for now is connecting with what's real is also uh, connecting within, turning within, because the deeper we go into ourselves, the more real it gets, the more pure it gets. And it's not, it isn't required to meditate for hours like I hear some people do. Uh, I was listening the other day to a guy who was saying, oh, now I, I'm meditating up to three, four hours a day. I was, really? Seriously? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't find that necessary at all. I'm not even sure it's healthy. Uh, of course, it, uh, I guess it's a phase for him and others as well. But connecting with your inner world is actually very easy. It's very easy. And um, it's very natural. Mm-hmm. So connecting with your actual deep heart, uh, which is not the heart chakra, it's... Um, it's beyond. It's beyond the heart chakra. It's not part of that chakra system at all. It is much more primordial, more ancient, and more essential, and more um, more real, in fact. Mm-hmm. So having that connection uh, allows you to, to really feel the depth of your being and the depth of realness. And that's, mm-hmm. that's our center. That's our center. Mm-hmm. So taking, taking at least a few minutes every day to feel that, you know, to, to slow mm-hmm. down, to uh, focus our awareness on that spot between the heart and the throat and to allow our attention to recede in there, I find that very helpful because once my awareness is receding in there, I can then allow that beautiful realness to spread throughout my body and um, it's what our good friend George Cavasilas calls turning inside out Mm -hmm. and then we can be a great help for people who are still caught in that nightmare because even if we don't even talk with them we are actually radiating that we are radiating that uh, uh, that field of realness Mm -hmm. and what I would call these, these particles of realness in our environment and beyond our environment even because okay. we become like uh, we become like towers, like broadcasting towers. Mm-hmm. Um, so one last thing I would uh, mention is that I also have an advantage, I have an edge in uh, in staying sane and centered which is that I don't have to interact with people that much on a daily basis. Uh, I'm not, uh, I, I don't have a job. I'm not in employment, for instance. So uh, I don't have to deal with colleagues. Uh, I don't have to deal with the general public. Uh, that's also very helpful. And I'm not being um, contemptuous when I say that. I'm not being... 
um, I'm not having a superiority complex. What I say is that most people are still caught in that web of insanity and it's not easy to interact with them and it's not easy for them to interact with people who have a, um, a higher level of sanity either because for them it's actually painful it is painful to have their programming um, subjected to an influx of realness and for us it's very frustrating to feel that we are not interacting with people but with programs mm-hmm. and uh, that does, I don't mean that people are not people what I mean is that who they truly are is buried uh, underneath layers and layers of programming right. and I don't find it very pleasant to interact with programs so yeah. uh, that's the last key. That's the last key I wanted to offer um, to attempt to answer your question. It mm-hmm. is that it can be also helpful in this context to interact sparingly, and that mm-hmm. doesn't mean you have to become a misanthropist and uh, and a hermit and not see anyone. But right. um, um, I prefer at the moment to interact with. To interact deeply, I mean, to interact significantly, meaningfully, with like-minded people, mm-hmm. with people who have achieved a certain level of uh, of sanity, right. because we all have our, we still all have our insane bits, our insane parts and aspects of our psyche, but uh, at least we have overcome multiple layers of insanity. <laughs> so mm-hmm. um, that's. Uh, yeah, th- that's what I can say. Great. Thank you for all that uh, sharing of, of your wisdom. That really, I know is helpful for a lot of us. Um, yeah, I agree with a lot of that. For obviously, um, um, one thing I, I realized too in my journey is that everybody is individually here for their own reasons as, as also being part of the collective, but individually we also have our own reasons for being here. And um, the things that are necessary for us to tidy up or the things we need to do to complete ourselves. Um, for me, um, yeah, getting out in nature and rebalancing is huge. And I have a huge love for Mother Earth and Mother Nature. And, and it's only getting deeper and deeper and more profound. And, and I agree, there's aspects or different areas in the world where um, I do feel the technical intelligence replication of reality of, of Mother Nature where where I, I can't energetically um, be in touch with the wilderness there the same way I can where I am here. Um, and yeah, so there's, there's these different um, manipulated or, or produced realities that are becoming um, incredibly um, easily simulated into what we know Earth to be, but it's actually a, a different reality of of technical intelligence um, um, uh, creation. But there is a lot of beautiful organic Mother Earth here still that I'm really getting deeply connected. And I know a lot of us are being called back to her as she's calling her children home. Um, and and I find for me, like part of my mission is to actually be in the matrix and deal with uh, a lot of people that I could say maybe aren't um, as aware as maybe I've worked hard in myself to be. I'm not saying that as being better or being in a hierarchical sense, but it's just what I find for me, it's just coming back home to myself more and more and more and being that, that, that essence of myself that is of peace and of love and understanding for all life here and, and, and no judgment of anything here. But just to be here to, like you said, radiate who I am and and help others, uh, if they wish it, to come back home to themselves too. Um, I just get a lot of joy in seeing people find joy in in any part of any kind of reality that we're both in. For me right now, being a motorcycle instructor uh, is one of my jobs that I've had in this time. 
and to see people wanting to get away from the chaoticness of the illogical upside down system and just ride a bike and put a smile on their face um you know that's that's really beautiful when i see that so um yeah i really get you know even though it's a really structured system and provincially um uh controlled um there's still a joy joyous aspects for those that want to do that and I'm glad I can help some find some kind of joy. But yeah, for sure, I need to rebalance and come back out to Mother Nature and then talk to beautiful people like yourself, Mark, and, and unite with my, my brothers, my elders of the universe and, and really, uh, um, really get back into that depth of what we're all about so that we can be who we truly are. Uh, Mark, we've got a caller here. I've had him hold for a while. I'm just going to bring them in and... Uh, get them to introduce okay. themselves and uh, tell them, tell us their name and the location where they're coming from and so on. So, All righty. Hello. Let's so, go uh, you're hello. on the air. Caller. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. Who's this? Oh, it's Alia. Alia. Oh. Yes. <laughs> How are you? How are you? I'm good. 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 So for those that don't know, um, Aliyah's been on the show before. She's uh, been with me for about two or three years. Um, um, I've been mentoring her, and uh, and she's obviously been helping me out through our, our conversations and our getting together. So she's a good friend, and um, yeah, it's great to have you on board here, Aliyah. Aliyah lives in um, in BC in the in the Vancouver area. So what's up today there, Aaliyah? Uh, I'm oh, sorry. Uh, hello. Uh, yes? I'm sorry because I, I didn't. I didn't quote. I'm not sure I caught your name. Is it Molly? Aaliyah. 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 Okay. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I do. Um, I do see the insanity uh, in the world. Um, I see robots going. Uh, um, you know, in, in buses and walking around on their phones and not really being aware of um, what's going on. And then uh, yesterday I um, I saw some ads of, of pretty awakening statements and I'm like, wow, the world is awakening through this uh, epidemic. And uh, uh, like you said, Mark, some are awakening and some are still caught in their illusions. And, um, and, as I observe, I also see people playing their stories out and, and not um, and not being aware of of, of the lies they told in the news and uh, believing everything. Um, yeah. But it, after all this, it's it's still slowed down. It's it's not as it's not as fast paced as before. So there is a change here that's happening as well. Um, but uh, I do. Uh, resonate with the fact that it's so much better to go in nature and in, in towards the water and the trees and uh, um, listening to uh, just putting your feet on the grass and and uh, you know um, venturing out to um, different um, sites that are of high frequency. Mm. That's a really good point you bring up about being, being in bare feet on Mother Earth. You know, I watched the documentary and um, there's this uh, 94-year-old lady that loved to still play tennis, but she was losing her balance, and she was frustrated by that. So um, she had this medical doctor for years, and um, she she came across, uh, you know, being in bare feet more and grounding with Mother Earth. And, and by doing that, you know, all day long, or I'm not sure how often she did it, but her balance came back. You know, she hadn't been doing that before, and she was able to you know, hit the tennis ball again and predict it and not lose her balance. And, you know, this guy, he, um, he would be in dirt, he'd be standing in the grass, and he'd have a gentleman beside him in running shoes. And he had this uh, this uh, the device that he would plug into the earth. And because he was in bare feet, the green light would go on. Um, the other guy beside him with running shoes on would hold this device and the green light wouldn't come on. But the man in bare feet would touch his friend who had the running shoes on 
and the green light would come on. You know, so that's what I, I've noticed too. If I'm in running shoes and I go for a walk and I hug a tree, well, now I'm grounding to Mother Earth. And, and not only am I getting that history or her story of that tree, but also I'm, in, I'm integrating with all life through Mother Earth and all the kingdoms. And, but I've, I've started walking a lot more in the parks with bare feet. And um, yeah, you know, I just find, you know, a, a sense of clarity, a lot more clarity in some things. And um, just such an incredible, deep, beautiful feeling when you do that with Mother Earth. It's just, it's just amazingly beautiful. Um, yes, I find so much healing when I go to the beach and just lie on the sand for, you know, a few minutes and you start to connect with just the, the beings of the water and what's going on and, um, and the awareness of, uh, you know, just waking up, awakening more as you just do that. And, and, and as I do that and I, you know, um, I, also, I'm in my own um, in my own world, and everything around me, I'm not affected by it all. So um, that's a pretty amazing uh, experience. Mm, nice. Um, there is something I would like to uh, go deeper into here, and it's uh, this topic that you have both mentioned and alluded to of the imposition the growing uh, imposition of technological technical intelligence that we are facing. Right. And it's, uh, it started uh, over a century ago. It definitely, yes, way, well over a century ago. It started in the, in the 19th century, basically. But uh, it is now in the process of becoming extreme. Mm-hmm. And the whole the whole uh, coronavirus uh, engineer crisis is replete with it. When uh, when people talk about contact tracing and tracking and eliminating a cash in favor of in favor of uh, digital money and. I just saw an ad on Facebook today. <laughs> it was written uh, after after COVID-19, the solution will be in artificial intelligence. <laughs> and I thought, there you go. There it yep. is. Yeah, there it is. And um, the whole purpose, the, the ultimate, the ultimate purpose of that technical intelligence in position is to actually sever us from our connection with the earth. Totally. And the technologies that are imposed upon us, because we haven't had much choice in terms of which technology we are going to use. They were imposed upon us and alternative technologies are being repressed and suppressed and blocked. So these technologies have exactly that effect. They tend to, they are actually deliberately, deliberately designed to disturb and ultimately sever the connection of the human being with the earth. And uh, one of the ways that is being done is by disturbing and Uh, damaging the mitochondria within the cells. So uh, what the mitochondria are, are the the energy cells of the cells. (laughs) They are the energy source. They are the the source of fuel for the cells. And they are negatively impacted significantly by both the uh, artificial electromagnetic fields that are now through the roof and it might get even worse if uh, uh, the social engineers have their way with 5G on the one hand and they are also interfered with uh, 
true blue light, the blue light of our screens, of television right. and computer screens and smartphone screens on the other end. But the, the thing about mitochondria is that they're not just the energy source of the cell, which is already uh, significant enough. Mitochondria is also the genetic connection with the biological mother. But at a deeper level, they are the uh, physiological aspect of our connection with the earth herself. And so by damaging the mitochondria, that is how the connection is being damaged and ultimately severed. And that is why, um, Alia, you, you saw, you see, if not you saw, you see these people who look like robots and uh, who spend all their time sucked into the the TI reality of their smartphones because mm-hmm. when people are mm, when they don't have roots anymore they're just floating they're just floating and when they are floating it's much easier to capture them and apprehend them and yes. coral them in increasingly artificial realities, increasingly shallow realities. Artificial is maybe not the correct term, but increasingly shallow realities. And it has actually been revealed by insiders that there is a digital replica of our organic environment of our entire planet that has been constructed and that is getting increasingly um, refined and perfected. Mm. And this is one of the reasons why nanotechnology has been unleashed in our environment. It's to allow the nanites to study the environment to the max, uh, as deeply as possible and with, and with as much detail as possible. So mm-hmm. that uh, it, it, there, is a, there is a reason why um, big tech is obsessed with data. It's because right. ultimately that is the obsession of that technological intelligence god that is at work here mm-hmm. that wants to accumulate uh, as and analyze as much data as possible, not only about us human beings, but about the whole natural environment as well, to create its own replicated version of it, in which it is trying to um, uh, what's the word to draw. It's trying to draw and assimilate as much human awareness as possible. Mm-hmm. Exactly, yeah. uh, not exactly, not exactly, but very similar to what we see in the Matrix movies. Yeah, no, um, I agree, Mark. Yeah, I agree with everything you're you're talking about, um, and you know having been in a few different countries in the last few years, especially in Bali. Um, mm. I, I, really I, I wouldn't have expected Bali. Sorry? I wouldn't have expected Bali because uh, it, it is usually not considered a first world uh, area, a Western, uh, typically Western area so i'm really surprised there is a, such a strong ti imposition there yeah there's there's a lot uh, going on there it's um what i've found and and i think even george talked about it when i was talking to him that it is it is a concentration for the gods that mm-hmm. um, you know it is a huge new age environment so it is a big harvest place 
Um, mm-hmm. there's, there's facilities, there are um, American-based businesses like the Yoga Barn that, you know, it's one of the best places in the world that everybody comes to to get away from the chaotic society, you know, and get together with yeah. people and they're searching and hunting for love that we've been starved from. So, um, but unfortunately, they're coming into that, you know, that synthetic uh, God matrix program. And, and the gods mm-hmm. are very, the gods are very, very um, uh, more noticeable there in that country than, than you could say the first world countries. Um, I'm talking about the, the time of Zeus and Apollo and Aphrodite and all those gods go by different names in different um, areas of time. And they're, they're there too. And, and me and them have not gotten along very well at all when I've been there. And they've tried to take me out a couple of times where I just about died. I was just about drowned in the ocean. I had to be rescued. And at the time I got attacked by incredible flu and energetic uh, attack that took months and months to get over. And again, I just about died because of the fever. And a friend of mine who um, uh, taught me Qigong and is an uh, ex-New Zealand military explosives expert, um, with a wealth of information in martial arts in 32 years. Um, if he didn't come over and do acupuncture and energy hanging on me, I don't know if I'd have made it through that. And then, like I said, I came back, oh. Canada, came back Canada and did piles of acupuncture. And my whole chi system was backwards, hair falling out, lost mm. blood, muscle mass, had no balance. But yeah, so I mean, we, we did not get along there. And so I know those, I know those beings, those gods are quite personally and um, but I've learned to even though I'll be there I'll step out of their environment and, and hey you know I know it's your game it's your show and that's what we agreed, agreed upon I know of you you're in my awareness I I can tell who you are through your signatures and I'll leave you alone you leave me alone and so we've kind of established that but it's um, there's a lot going on there there's technical intelligence there's that the, the island itself is so beat up. Um, I've only come across one tree that I can could really connect to and understand where all the, re- the rest hmm. were, were trees, but there was no essence to them. There was no life force. It was just, it was just, uh, they were just there. And it was, and it was really puzzling uh, because I'm somebody who connects with nature so very easily. So um, what I found through, you know, analyzing this or just feeling into it, you know, as to why this is, it was just, there was so much pain in the island with what's going on and what's so synthetic and what's been hijacked that a lot of the trees are actually out of phase for this environment. They are there, but they're, mm. they're not there. And there was one really big, giant, hey, very angry tree that um, really wasn't happy with the way things were going and and uh, me and my wife, we were able to, you could say, calm this being down and to, in, in appreciation for what this being is doing, just to let him know that we understand and um, we're doing all the best we can to help as well. So, yeah, it's um, um, every, every um, country has its own reality within this matrix reality. It's, everyone is definitely different. And, um, you know, it's been a good experience. It's been a very, very um, tough, extremely, extremely challenging experience. Um, but uh, it really provided a lot of wisdom and growth for myself. And, uh, yeah, so I, <laughs> I definitely see the incredible intelligence, the technical intelligence. And like you say, Mark, with the mitochondria and how we're affected through blue light in the computers, smartphones in the flicker rates of LED lights and also car headlights. And, um, yeah, and when you damage that, you know, uh, people get hijacked to that synthetic light system and, and they lose their connection and, and, and they're, they're, they're caught into, you know, the control system of being in fear of any kind of virus and everything else. And it's like we don't know them anymore. So it's, um, you know, sunlight connecting to what is real. Like you said, Mark, you know, you're, you're, you're deeper wisdom of your soul self and, and, uh, you know, to the natural environment where you can, um, I find 
father son to be incredible helpful too to be out in the sun is so beautiful now and so needed so that's that's my uh my bit on that ma'am may i say something you bet excuse me yeah you bet go ahead Aaliyah. oh i can hear you um um I, I find that through my journey of so much darkness that I was afraid of losing connection and I realized even when I was in the most horrible state, I didn't feel I lost connection. So I'm finding even people who are into artificial intelligence who are drawn into a robotic system, who are drawn into the news and the lies, I still feel that they still have a connection because that's their path. And, and, mm-hmm. um, and it's something they have to learn through. And they'll never lose that connection within themselves. And, and knowing that made me feel, wow, okay, I'm never going to lose that connection with Mother Earth because um, there's always mm-hmm. something to learn. This is our maid. Yeah, good point. Yeah. And uh, I have a question um, with, uh, I know um, martial law is happening and a world war is going to happen. Is it true that you have to move out of certain environments to get away from it? Or can you still be in an environment that, that has all these things and still phase out of all the, the uh, crap? Go ahead, Mark. Okay. So um, here also, uh, you just were mentioning, Aliyah, uh, people's path. And I believe the answer to that question, uh, to an extent, also depends on their individual path of experience. But um, generally speaking, I would recommend to anyone who can to get away from big cities. Yeah. Because they they have been toxic for a long time, but their level of toxicity is increasing to um, to an extent that is going to become unbelievably challenging with the whole smart city yep. the whole smart city scheme because uh, that, that's how I view it it's a, it's a very big scheme, a very big entrapment so I, I, I would definitely move away from any city who has the uh, intention to, uh, to get smart so uh, that seems like the smart thing to do to me, get away from uh, smart cities <laughs> as, uh, as, as far from them as possible. Um, yeah. Because uh, if you stay there, you're going to be in a giant microwave oven with, uh, with yeah, all the 5G. No if 5G is getting rolled out, it, it's, already, it's already a microwave oven now with uh, 2G, 3G, and 4G. But if 5G gets rolled out at a significant um, level, then you will literally be in a microwave oven. So not such a good idea to me. And uh, also, if you don't want to get uh, tracked and followed and uh, observed 24-7 by your beloved authorities, um, maybe you want to get away from cities as well. Not to mention all the violence that is going to take place in these environments, presumably. Uh, first, because people are going to be driven insane by all these microwaves, and um, they're going to be in a state of permanent stress. So uh, just imagine the effect that will have on their mood. And um, add to that the compounding effect of the... <laughs> I'm sorry, but I have to say it, the the colossal economic crisis that is going to take place uh, thanks to uh, the effect the the confinement had on the global economy. So um, 
people are there is there is going to be a lot of tension and probably violence in uh, in, in cities and the bigger the city the worse it's going to get so um i would say get out of big cities definitely don't be in a smart city and if for some reason it really is your path and your place at least for for a while then you definitely need to learn how to phase out and to yeah. uh, and to protect your fields definitely you you need to learn that and uh how you phase out is basically to uh to 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 distill the the process to the core is that uh you recognize that let's say for instance 5G uh if uh, if we focus on that for a while you acknowledge that 5G has a right to exist in this world and to function in this world because it is the right path of experience for a certain number of people to be uh, exposed to these frequencies in order for them to uh, understand certain things and accumulate wisdom. So you recognize that uh, 5G has the right to exist and you recognize that with love and uh, and respect but at the same time you withdraw all permission because you are a creator being you're a sovereign being you are the prime creator of your experiences of your own reality your own individual bubble of reality so you withdraw all permission to in this case 5g to affect you negatively to inflict damage uh, any kind of damage upon you so that's what phasing out basically is. And you really need to have that tool and to use it if you are to be in that sort of environment for whatever reason. Mark, that's, that's, that's all, really, mm-hmm. really good information. I just wanted to, before I lose my train of thought, I just wanted to mention that you know we are in a, a universe of contrasting expressions of dark, of light, of everything in between. and. And yeah, there is the negative 5G, but there's also actually a positive for, for a um, benevolent 5G as well. So, you know, definitely by doing closer, like Mark suggested, is really powerful. But being in it, being more deeper into the state of your soul and the love that you are um, in that frequency, again, can only bring back exactly what you're putting out through reflection. So, um, do I want to be in a smart city? Absolutely not. I want to be where, where I feel in harmony and love, and that's more out in nature and, you know, um, where, you know, away from that kind of stuff. But um, as as this resistance is trying to hang on with its claws and so on, and and um, you know, tightening the, the constraints upon humanity, um, there is an opposite expression or a rebound to that, which means for we're accelerating in the growth of who we are in our power and our wisdom of who we are. So as big as that appears to be in a fear-based way, um, the love and the power that we are in what's natural in the universe, we are, are that anyways, and we're becoming that. We're just gravitating back to more of what we are or more of us is becoming present. So, it, it, it will never overtake us because it can't because it's just nowhere near the power that the true nature of the organic universe that is you. So I, I've learned to really drop fear of anything of that and just to realize that I can, if I'm in my state of love and, and gratitude for being here, that I change everything to that anyways. Um, there's still aspects of me that are distorted for sure, and that's where I will feel the discomfort or, um, you know, something not feeling good to me. So I'm still in that process too, obviously. But um, I really do see how powerful we all are when we're just more into ourselves and the, the incredible speed at which we're becoming more of our true, powerful, organic, beautiful selves.
and that's all I got to say for now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Alia, do you want to? Yeah, I was just going to ask whether you you wanted to add something. Um, no, I, it's a I I've it's a different question. I'm satisfied with that answer. Um, um, it's a question for both of you. Um, do you um, have you ever both experienced um, going into um, future timelines and? Uh, as you're walking through um, uh, the streets or wherever you're going, you're actually experiencing a different timeline and you can see some visions or um, what's going to happen. Uh, have you gone through that? No, oh, nothing gets fancy for me, unfortunately. Okay. Um, you know what I found the other day? I was I was up in Edmonton, I was driving my car, and I just started to notice all the wheels and the round tires everybody has. And I started thinking, it's sure funny how we do such a simple circle to get around with. You know, we have all, everybody's got, you know, these circles, these wheels, you know, on scooters and motorcycles and cars and trucks and big trucks. And we, and this is the way we get around by rolling wheels, you know, and, to me, I thought about that. Why am I looking at this this, this way? And and you know, maybe it's because I know there's a better way to to transport ourselves. You know, through our organic abilities, through um, by location, or you know, maybe that is is starting to be more ignited within us. You know, I'm just really seeing how we've been in such a simple state of technology and using simple states of technology when when we're so much more and we can do we can do our transportation or anything that we've been doing so much easier once we get back to our organic natural state of being mm. do you have that experience Alia, of, uh, of seeing different timelines I have experienced of where I am in the city of uh, uh, super soldiers coming by, of um, wars happening. Uh, it's, a, it's sort of a future vision uh, of what's going to happen where I am. And it's a, it's a kind of a intuition that says, you got to get out then. And so it's my heart telling me, you got to get out. Um, mm. um, yes, and um, what else? Um, Yes, if yeah, that's about it. Yeah. I'd follow your heart for sure. You know, it feels like you got to move on. Um, you start yeah. following your heart, and situations open up to help you move in that direction. Yeah, and I'm realizing the organic um, technologies are are here, and um, and they're already here. And I mean, if you're ready, you can just use them. You know. So, no. Yeah, hey, um, I guess we're coming up to the end of the hour for the show. This has been really cool. Like, I'm so grateful for both of you being on. Mark, you, mm-hmm. you shared such great insights. It really helps me see the, the bigger picture clear. So um, thank you so much, my, my good friend. And, and Aaliyah. Mm-hmm. Um, my pleasure. Aaliyah, you're, you're always going back and, and, and your ability your ability to see the, things, the ability that you see of, of the things you see is really cool and really helps you know me and a lot of people so thank you to you both and and uh, any last words from the both of you thank you just that uh, I found it very enjoyable as well these are my last words <laughs> we got to do this more often so yeah. Um, hopefully we'll get it going once a week and uh, yeah again much appreciation um, I think this will be a good uh, episode to um, download and listen to after again there's a lot of good uh, wisdom shared here by all of you so uh, much gratitude again and um, yeah and it's funny we're all part of uh, we are infinite community, community too so really cool mm-hmm. alright much love 
Thank you again, and uh, we'll see you on the other side. We will. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.